living alone, going away for school, you have to learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's something I suggest anyone do. It doesn't have to be when you're going in for school. It could be like when you're an adult or uh, even when you're in high school, if you go abroad or whatever like that. Uh, it's a really good experience. And I suggest anyone and everyone should do it is to live on your own. Um, so I learned how to, I had to learn how to cook before going to university. I know how to do my own laundry. So I had to learn how to do laundry. I had to learn how to prioritize my time. I had to learn how to do dishes, like anything that is pretty much adulting. I had to learn how to do on my own kind of at Acadia. So it was a really big growing up experience. For me. Hey guys, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma. Have you ever been sidelined by some kind of injury that left you not being able to play the sport that you love and are passionate about? Today's guest Brandon Smith and I have personally been affected by this. And we talk about overcoming adversity through positive action. We talk about uh, gaining your independence by stepping out of your comfort zone, as well as respecting and appreciating the opposing views of people who you may not agree with. Uh, we get into all kinds of deep topics, and I really enjoyed this conversation. If you're enjoying this kind of content and don't want to miss a beat, hit the subscribe button and let me know what you think. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> After a few technical difficulties, technical let's difficulties. start this thing up, bro. Nice, to, on, nice to have you on the podcast, bro. I'm glad to be here. I've been uh, looking forward to this. Me too, man. Me too. Be We've fun. been talking about doing it for a little while. Yep. Actually, I say that every time, but like, it's true, though. No, it is. We have it been. Is, yeah. And uh, I'm excited to have you on, bro. Thank um, you, man. Appreciate it. We know each other from a while back, mm-hmm. uh, back, you know, dating back even beyond high school. Yeah. Uh, played football together to this day we still play football together Facts. in a different yeah, capacity exactly um but man let's uh, let's talk about that bro let's talk about our football journey bro first of all before we start i just want to show everyone my ring here if you, if you didn't notice it uh, i mentioned this because uh one of my friends who went to st pete's and played football there he posted today i'm not going to say his name but uh he's a good friend of mine and he posted basically saying uh how they used to slap up sir will and um just a little confused by the ice here as to <laughs> what happened that year against us. But anyway, uh, moving on. He's going to see this in like two weeks and be yeah. like, ah. <laughs> no, but man, you guys held it down, bro. No, you it's guys... no disrespect, though. No, no, for sure, for sure. Just it's, had to, uh, it's all love. Um, you guys held it down, man. The year after I graduated mm-hmm. and we just won two tier two championships in yeah. a row, you guys went and got the tier one championship tier one against St. Pete's, yeah. which is crazy, man. Man, that was a long time coming because, so I didn't play in grade nine, but in grade 10, we went undefeated in the regular season and then we played them in the finals and we were their only loss. So it was eight and zero against seven and one. Yeah, and that's crazy. they, came, they ended that, up beating uh, us. That's <clears throat> when you were junior, right? Junior. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's what grade 10 is. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. That's that's hype, man. And then grade that 11. Te- that team was two. nice. Yeah, we were, they were good and we were good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then anyway, grade 11, we're tier two. And we win the Tier 2 championship, which was awesome. Then grade 12, we're back against that same kind of crew that beat us in the finals. Yep. So regular season, we're both undefeated. We play each other, but this time they win in the regular season. Yep. So regular season ends. We're 7-1. They're 8-0. One thing leads to another. We meet in the finals again, but same thing. 7-1 team wins. We win. Jeez. And it was kind of like, it was kind of too perfect. Do you remember the score? Of the finals? Yeah. I think it was 21, 21, or 24-14, I think. I think it was 24-14. Damn, man. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, though. That was probably a fucking memorable time, bro. And it, as soon as we got that go-ahead touchdown, I'm pretty sure it started snowing. Like, if you've seen the pictures. I've seen uh, the photos, yeah. There's snow everywhere, and we're running and sliding, and when we won, it, it was it was surreal for real. Yeah. must have been a hell of an experience, bro. It was. It was. And then, you know, going on to play offs as well. Yeah, you know th- that's not something Sir Will gets to do every year. Um, no. Yeah, bro, we had uh, we had good athletes, but you know, with St. Pete's right across the street, with those guys, you know, they put up numbers against us for sure. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay that. Yeah, you know, no, I know what you mean. Especially like <clears throat> some of my teams, some of my years. 
bro. We were yeah, you guys a, had it rough. Right? <laughs> we had it rough, bro. Because you're the same age as uh, some of the craziest ballers to come out of the city: Tyrone Pierre, Jalen King, Facts. Jake Malinsky. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of them that are 95s like you. Oh yeah. And I mean, I never had to play against them because well, I did in grade uh, 11, I guess. Or no, we were in tier two, mm-hmm. so I never would have played against them really in high school. I just played with them outside of high school. Facts, but, bro. Uh, Same yeah, you year, had it man. rough, man. And like, it wasn't even just contained to high school. It was outside of high school. Like me, true, my whole life. True, Bengals, Grow, growing right? up from my like, I don't was it Pee Wee or Mosquito? I think probably Mosquito, mosquito days. Yeah. Going back to then, like I think our first Mosquito Madness. You remember Mosquito Madness, I do. bro? Yeah. I remember like that. And for for those listening who have no idea what Mosquito Madness, uh, it's like a small little mini tournament where you're. It sounds kind of absurd because it's the sport of football, right? Yeah. You play a bunch of little mini scrimmage games yeah. uh, before the season starts. And, like... Kind of see what you're made of. I still remember my first experience, like, being on a football field. You know, the coaches didn't even know where to put me. Mm-hmm. There was this big-ass brown dude <laughs> who, like... Obviously, he has size and, like, kind of has speed, but, yeah. like, no coordination. It has no idea, like, really what he's doing. He's just big and strong. Yeah. Let's put him on O-line. There you go. Nah, I was not down for that. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck that! This is nope. dope." Like, I did not sign up for football to yeah. play O line. No disrespect to my no, big no, no, dogs out there. Mean, it just wasn't for me. So, so what they naturally I, how about do? I tell you, my first year ever playing football, yeah. I was an O lineman too. That, I can't I believe that. Yeah. I can't believe I that. I should have brought bro. the picture. Right ah, there. sorry. Sixty nine. I think my first jersey I got was like a sixty nine, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like double xl like way too big didn't i even swear they swear they just give that to the immigrant kid on the o-line i swear to god time. uh but then yeah just finishing that it mm. was like after o-line i think they put me on d-line they're like all right let's mm. see what this guy like can do on defense and to me like i wanted to play running back you know I, i'm thinking Ooh. you know watching football yeah. you're like receiver's cool and whatever but i want the rock mm-hmm. every play mm-hmm. and i want to do damage with it that's yep. like just some, a, a position that yep. just watching on the screen like that was my like that was my knowledge of football right i was like watching nfl games and yeah. just like yeah bro that's hype like that's the shit right there yeah. just like right up the fucking like b gap boom gone i get put on the d line i have no idea what i'm doing they're like all right there's this like bag you know the 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 thing you got to hit jack up yeah like, all right we want you to hit this as hard as you can i'm like i do it horrible form they're like nah man like like this like jack it up and i i swear i fucked that thing up they're like yeah <laughs> you're playing defense and i think i played defense ever since and like i remember those first drills hitting those bags um you know just like the coach would hold it and you're learning how to form yeah, tackle yeah. i was like so bored of that stuff but i was killing it yeah i was just like murk in the bag yeah. <laughs> too much and then some when mosquito madness came around mm-hmm. i think my first experience like ever playing like in a legit like football simulated environment yeah. was against the panthers mm-hmm. and i think i got like some crazy sack this is before i even had got my socks yet like Jeez. before like and i was just like yo i love this yeah. this is fun yeah. i can legally fuck people up yeah. and like get like that internal like that glory yes. for it yes. too like that internal feeling and also Everyone like ah, exactly. fire you up, yeah, you know. Internal and external, man. Uh, football real. is definitely one of the uh, passions of mine, and I know it's a passion of yours, yeah, man. Because we still play every Sunday yep. in a flag league together. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nine and zero. Yep, nine and zero, man. We're <laughs> killing it this season. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been dope since the merger for sure, definitely, yo. Definitely. You see, my I had uh, I had my own team for mm-hmm. a few years now, and we were kind of not playing too well especially when it came to the playoffs that's a little bit of a downplay of like the last two seasons we got our ass kicked yeah it wasn't it it wasn't a good situation but you know now uh, we figured things out a little bit i think uh the quarterback situation yes helped a lot that's what it is um you know vic is super nice uh not to say steph is not but you know just the way he works like even with this team he's playing well man he's carried the he's carried our friggin' Yeah. Our team like four or five games now after Vic got hurt. Yeah, so. he's he's really holding it down, man. He's, he's for yeah, sure. He's, he's for sure. Like I'm not downplaying that, but we had some we had some rough seasons, mm-hmm. man. And you can't just blame it on one thing. That's no. the beautiful thing about football. It's yeah. a team fucking sport. Exactly. Everyone's gotta mm-hmm. gel together, and that's why I could never really watch like tennis. I c- I'm not a huge. I I might like go to the 
driving range and shoot like a few balls but yeah. i don't watch golf no. like football is to me one of the most ultimate team sports and you yeah. know that more than anyone because uh not only did you you played at acadia mm -hmm. before you had an injury right yeah. why don't you tell me a little bit about that experience yeah. man all right so went to uh acadia they recruited me out of high school uh by the way love the east coast it was one of the greatest places i've ever been uh that's where i got this wine here but uh so yeah they recruited me out of high school and uh took a visit out there yeah it was a really good visit got to, got to see the town a little bit enjoyed it a lot and i ended up committing so i went there in 2014 training camp comes around you know playing well i was well enough to do uh, i was in second string at uh weak side wide receiver at the time so i was happy about that exhibition game comes around had a big catch for 39 yards on uh, one of my first or second drives in the game. Okay. Were you was, playing uh, slot? No, I was playing wide receiver. Oh, wide receiver. Yeah, I was playing uh, W or X. Sorry. Dope, dope. So got to catch up the sideline for 39. Felt good. I love how you remember the exact yardage. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my one and only uh, CIS catch. So okay. I got to remember, you know? No, no, facts. Yeah, yeah. So later on in the game, I'm blocking and uh, ended up pushing a guy. Got the nice block, but a teammate of his on the, the defense was running the opposite direction. I was kind of in an awkward position, caught a thigh to the top of the head, compressed my spine. Uh, and then anyway, so fast forward a couple of weeks, I got an MRI done. They see that my neck is all messed up. Jeez, and, uh, man. I remember the doctor was telling me all this stuff like medical mumbo jumbo. And I'm just sitting there, you know, I'm, I think I was like 18. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So when, when can, when I, can play? I play? <laughs> When can I play? Next when can though? I play? Say, okay, yeah. I hear what you're saying in the stenosis and the, this vertebrae and that thing and this, that. When can I play? That's mad, bro. And then I remember I let him finish. He said everything he was going to say, all that medical stuff. And then I was like, so how long am I going to be out? And then he looked at me like he could tell I wasn't really listening because like, I guess what he had said would be clear that I shouldn't play anymore. And he was like, uh, I don't think you should ever play contact sports again. And I was mm -hmm. like... The, like the first time you hear that, if you ever seen like Friday Night Lights when Booby Miles, Fast. Like, he's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. like you don't believe it. I was like, yeah, never play again. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, like you, the way your spine is set up. Shout out to Kevin Hart. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't play. You shouldn't play contact sports again. And I was like, man, like just hit me. But uh, the coaches at Acadia, Jeff Cummins, shout out to Jeff. Um, all the guys there, they were really supportive. Uh, Coach Tufford, who is now. Uh, I think he was at SMU, but I'm not sure where he is now. Uh, that was my receivers coach. They were all really supportive. Um, they were they welcomed me back with open arms, and they told me I could help out with the team in uh, some other capacity. So I helped with equipment. I did some filming. I did some charting for the coaches. Did that was so a you DJ were always still you were stuff. still still involved in stayed the team. involved with the team. And yeah. To be honest, like I I probably would have done it either way, just because all my boys were on the team. Yeah. So like I didn't really have too too many friends outside of the team anyway so when they were going to do practice or meetings or whatever i would just go anyway because otherwise i'd just be alone chilling so that but must yeah. have been such a tough thing to, it was tough for sure to yeah. deal with man because like an injury like that it's not only so like abrupt mm -hmm. but it happened right at the beginning of what's yeah. supposed to be your yeah. collegiate yeah. career yeah. in in football yeah it leaves you with that uh, what could have been. You know, that like, what could have been, bro. And, you know, yeah. I can relate, man. You yeah. know, I've, I've had a couple injuries myself in my day, um, you know, with my shoulder. Uh, but I can't, I can't even compare it to having it, not to sound dramatic, but, yeah, yeah all mean. taken away just at it once. It was, yeah. Because, you know, like people don't realize that when you're, when you're so invested in something like when this this is something that you do and you're passionate about and the camaraderie and like having having the routine mm -hmm. and the and the drive and love for something yeah just be robbed from you just like for something that's out of your control it's not like you were fucking up in school no, it's not like you were you know drinking like a savage or nope. doing making some crazy off the field mm -hmm. decisions nope. straight up doing what you love yeah. it's like but i don't know do you feel sometimes that like it happens for a reason that was exactly what i was going to say so it's it's hard to see and it's still hard to see like i'd be lying if i said oh it was hard to see and now i see clearly it meant for this to happen but it's still hard to see why it had to be taken away but i also look back 
And I look now at the things that I'm doing and how that changed me. And I think that I'm a better person for it. And I still am involved with the sport of football in a lot of ways that I really love. So I'm coaching two teams right now. I uh, love NFL football. And now that my boys are all starting to go up in the CFL, I love CFL football now. I was at the uh, Hamilton-Toronto game the other weekend when they uh, 50 piece them, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm coaching. I play flag football. I'm involved with, with football in a lot of ways. So. Right. It never, you never let it completely no, exit, exactly. which is what a lot of football players and a lot of us like yep. injured athletes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. A lot of us injured athletes just kind of like go through life doing. It's like, yo, we still got to live and you still got to like do something with it. You can't just mope around and just yep. like, ah, oh, just fucking reminisce on the high school days. Know, as yeah. much as that's fun to do it sometimes, um, you still got a life to live and you still have a big life to make. And you know, like what you said with the coaching, you're making a huge impact, man. I want to hear more about the coaching. Tell me a little bit about man, that. How's that going for you? I love coaching. Uh, I actually missed my last two practices, unfortunately. Uh, one of them, I had just come home from Toronto at about 4 a.m. and the practice was at 9. So okay. I set my alarms and then I woke <laughs> up at like 11. And I was like, oh. and then the last one I missed, uh, it was. Hey, man, cheers, by day. the way, bro. Cheers, cheers. Thanks for bringing this. No problem. It's better, like colder, but I mean, oh, good it's still man. Good. Yeah, so you know you're you're coaching them, and mm-hmm. uh, so what's uh, the biggest difference between the two teams for you right now? Well, uh, one team is an NCAFA team. It's the the used to be the Bengals, and now called the Raftsmen, the Bantam uh, Bengals team for NCAFA. Right, and we're they still change kinda, the name all the time. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to get more kids. Uh, we don't have too too many right now. I think we have about around 20 hovering there. At what age group does that remind everyone? I think they are 12 and 13 or 13 and 14. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. And um, so, yeah, we're trying to get some more kids out. We've been doing some uh, kind of developmental sessions, and but it's going good. The kids are getting better. They're learning, which is what I really do it for. Right. And then the other team is we're called the Summer Elite Team Junior GGs. So we're, uh, we're a little more le- legit right now. So we got a lot of players. We've been going for quite a while. And we're in a tournament next weekend, so okay, see dope. how that goes. Play some Quebec teams. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so what age group is that team? That team is one age younger. So I think that team might be 12, 13, or 13, 14. And then the Bantam team is 14, 15, I think. That's what it is, yeah. And is it like is it directly affiliated with Ottawa U? Like is it trying? They are, yeah. So we wear Ottawa U jerseys. They wear their own NCAFA helmets. So okay. we got players from Panthers. I don't think we have any Bengals maybe one or two um and then we have some bell warriors we have myers riders we have nepean eagles we have players from like pretty much everywhere in Ankafa. that's awesome they man. all come together and just make one strong team so that's dope i actually yeah. like that that was like kind of like similar to what they used to do with uh with some of those like what was it opfl like, oh, ovfl they, they still got that and they like how, that. how's that going so the reason that because uh, now I'm seeing so many leagues, so much yeah, popping up. Yeah, like me, lot. I haven't been involved the mm-hmm. way you have in mm-hmm. the last couple of years with football, uh, especially locally. Yeah, but uh, things are changing. Like they're changing. There's they're a there's changing. a big demand for football in the capital, bro. It'll probably change next year too. If I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know, but so basically, it started out uh, used to be mostly OVFL, which was teams from all across Ontario would play each other regular season East and West, and then there's a finals and there's a provincial champion crown and then i think it was two or three years ago the opfl started because some of the team uh owners or presidents for the vfl teams they didn't like how the league was being run so they figured hey we're just going to get our own teams assemble bring the the good teams with us that aren't kind of weighing the league down we'll start our own new league it'll be better the fees will be lower we'll we'll just work it out it'll be better so we did that for i think two years and then, as usual, something always tends to go wrong. So um, we left that league, and now uh, we're not in the OVFL. The Panthers are not in the OVFL or OPFL. We are now just doing this uh, this set program. But uh, the OVFL, I think, still has the Myers Riders. And I think the OPFL still has the Ottawa Sooners, if it's I'm not mistaken. It's a lot of politics, too. There's a lot of politics, man. <laughs> There's a, a lot of politics. It's a lot to handle, you know, especially on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, not just playing, but yeah. seeing the other side of things. Man, does it does it make you want to pursue coaching as a professional thing ever? So 
I, I get asked that question sometimes. And in terms of coaching professionally, I, I don't think I would ever go out and seek to do it. But if for some reason uh, it fell into my lap and it An was opportunity something that just presented it made itself. sense, yeah, yeah. then I would probably, I would, I would think about it. I would consider it. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely not uh, looking for and seeking to kind of move up with it. You know? Right, right. That's really interesting, man. I think, uh, I think when it comes to coaching football, it's something that's you know I've thought about before. Yeah. And you know I haven't had. I asked you to help me out with these. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could not commit, brother. Yeah. But you know I really do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. uh, you even thinking about me to do that. Yeah. Um, but you know I I don't think I I enjoy it the same way. Mm-hmm. I just straight up it's just like that side of things. Man, I just I just like watching and playing yeah, the game. Bro. I don't know. I'm like that side that side of things is too much like i would want to just go in there and do it myself i'm a bit i can be a bit of a control freak in that sense and that like if something's not in my control Mm -hmm. like even sometimes like playing flag bro if if there's a really important like drive or something on on defense i'm like yeah no i need to be out there bro i know what you mean like i'm not ready to tuck that away yet yeah you know what so i'm saying here's what i'll tell you though and i have this like i have the exact same mindset like if i i used to play offense receiver so there's a big play you know i kind of wanted it to come my i played way. a little tight end too exactly bro. <laughs> that's true that's true that's true so what really makes coaching worth it for me is uh i'll never forget in my first year coaching um there was a kid you know and you you give him coaching points and you're giving everyone coaching points and you're telling them what you used to do and then there's a moment where you'll tell a kid a coaching point. He'll do a rep, and he'll do it uh, less than par. He'll do it uh, a bad rep or whatever. He'll come back. You'll give him the coaching point, and the next time he goes up, he does it how you said it, and it works, and he's successful using the tool that you gave him. And you, as a coach watching that, for me, that's what makes coaching worth it. That's why I keep going back year after year. That's a beautiful and thing, man. The more you coach, the more it happens, and you teach a, a kid how to stem and then he's running ins and he keeps getting blocked up by the the corner and then you teach him how to stem and he stems him up and he runs a perfect in and yeah. he gets a catch like no, to me there's nothing better than that no that that's amazing but yeah. that must be such a hype feeling yeah. like seeing what you're actually yeah. like what you've experienced yep. and passing it on yeah. like yo and that's... the whole control thing like sometimes i kind of see some of myself in some of these receivers like some more than others obviously mm-hmm. and some of them that even look like me in the way they run routes and stuff so it's kind of cool to to see that too yeah and see them grow up and coach them through the years it's pretty cool i want to circle back uh to the injury a little bit okay i want to talk about uh how you feel about the sport of football as a whole and the impact of these injuries you mentioned like you could have you could have been paralyzed yeah i was really close i was close to being paralyzed you could you could have been paralyzed um with something that it's not like you could have avoided it. You know what I'm saying? No, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like you put yourself in the position. No. It was just a freak accident play. Like most things in football are. Exactly. So There's bodies everywhere and legs where they shouldn't be. and It's just one of those sports. So is that's just your view on it? It's just one of those sports? You don't think, uh, you know, in the future it's going gonna, it's gonna to be around? Like, do you think, like... I hope it is. You know, with, I, with what we're hearing now about concussions, yeah. and, you know, and they're they're trying to they're it's trying not, to. Sorry, the sorry, I had to, I had to, I had to correct myself on that. It's not what we're hearing; it's what we know. Yeah, yeah. It's a fact now that mm-hmm. CTE, uh, a chronic traumatic encephalopathy, I believe. Maybe I'm fucking that up. Nah, I don't uh, know. I I think that's what CTE stands for, but uh, they're finding it out now in. Like they they only used to be able to detect it, I think, in like uh, dead uh, patients yeah, cadavers. and cadavers, and now they can they they have some tests where they can see it in in people who are uh, living. And it, we used to just think it's big hits, yeah, big helmet to helmet contact. Hits. It's the everyday the little hits, the O lineman, the D lineman, every mm. little practice, every tackle, every little. It's it's jolting your brain. It's literally moving. Your brain, and I, I don't yeah. know the science. I'm not a no, scientist. No, but it's, I think that's but, pretty close. But it's it's definitely not good for your health or your long term well being. Yeah. Sustaining uh, that amount of hits, and you see the sport changing now to adapt. 
yeah. uh, with it. You're seeing, uh, you know, I think some CFL teams don't have uh, contact practice. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that trickle down into colleges in the states and whatnot. But it's rare to see contact in practice now. Football is a contact sport. Yeah. So should you not have practice, having contact in practice for the I think game? You should. My my personal opinion is that you should, but it should be controlled. It should be what's called thud, which is basically it's a the same as tackle, except you don't bring them to the ground. You kind of make impact and you wrap, but you don't actually bring them to the ground. I always hated that shit, bro. You don't like that. I mean, most most defensive players don't because it's hard to. Well, how do you yeah. train someone to? Okay, we want <clears throat> you to be aggressive, bust through the line, completely like get through, fuck a guy up. Mm-hmm. And like he's your boy, and then hug someone. But then hug him and just like kind of gently lay him to the ground, like. Or not even, and if it's stud, you gotta leave him up. If it's stud, you you yeah, you can't even like take him to the ground, like even accidentally, man. That's a problem. It's like, yep. it's like all these little cute little tweaks we're making to, what is just a fucking contact sport. Yeah. I think there's like there's a bigger underlying question there. It's like, yeah. uh, to me personally, uh, and as much as I love football, like I don't think I had to sell that any more than no, I have. No, no. Um, I don't <clears throat> think, I don't think like NFL, like, or, or these kinds of leagues are going to be around in like 30 years. I, I think honestly, in like 30 years from now, it's like, we're going to view it as such a ridiculous thing that like yeah. we're, voluntarily subjecting youths to this and but it's such a dope sport there's like i can't speak enough on the positives and how much it's molded me into the man i am today i can't speak enough about the camaraderie the teamwork Mm -hmm. what i learned about discipline what i learned you know about like putting work in working a thousand times harder in practice so that the game you're ready for any situation Mm -hmm. these kinds of things that like without sport and i it's not just football but without sport you can't just you can't just pick it up you know that's there's something pure and beautiful but i think we're heading towards more of a flag more of a, a maybe even a thud league yeah. Where, like, imagine that. It, it might sound about. absurd, but if you ask someone 25 years ago if half the rules today would yeah. be... They like, used to clothesline receivers. Oh, yeah, they used to the clothesline them. Then then they told them, all right, you, you can't hit them high. You got to go low. Now they're like, you can't go low. Yeah. It's like, what are you supposed to do, man? Where do I hit you? <laughs> so one of, That's one of the worst rules that I find is uh, is the targeting rule, in, especially in college football, where you get ejected for targeting. And... One thing that I don't think a lot of people that know football think about. So you see the, you know, it's whatever. It's a throw down the sideline or a throw over the middle in a safety or someone cracks the receiver's head. And you always think, oh, like, why did he didn't have to hit him that hard? And it's like, if you're a quarterback, why are you throwing that pass? Should, should the onus not be on the quarterback to not get his guy laid out and bit. not on the DB? Yeah. Every instinct that you have as a DB is, oh, my goodness, this guy's in my zone. He doesn't see me. I'm going to lay him out. And every instinct you have as a football player in general. Adding to that too, you're you're often running full tilt. Yes. Just to catch up with this guy who tactically, like, if we're just looking at what football is, tactically mm-hmm. he has the advantage. Yeah. Because he's running straight and he's already got all the momentum. If you're a DB and you gotta rotate quickly and get to someone, but you have that speed closing in on him, how are you supposed to really control that when a ball is dropping you don't yeah you, it's That's very tough penalties. man it's very tough man yeah i don't know yeah the onus some of the onus has to be on the quarterback but then you, you could play this game all day then the onus could be on like the old lineman for not protecting the quarterback enough so he but could I, make a normal proper yeah, pass have enough so. time like you could you could that, that, yeah, that, it's the sport yeah. and it's the sport team sport you're right yeah. it's a team it, it always comes back to that like yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I love the sport. I think we're going to see some weird shit. Yeah. I think that American Flag League is going to be a lot more popping than you think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> when maybe, the NFL maybe. gets hit with a big enough class action that, like, you know. It's coming. I, I don't even want to really get into, like, some, some of the shit that these brain injuries do to people, man. Yeah. But it's dark. It's not, it's not, it's not good, man. No, it's not it's good. Bad. And if, yo, I think if I had a, if I had a child today... And given like what I've been through with like my shoulders dislocating more than I can count, 
definitely like I feel like a hundred times each, bro. Both of my shoulders been popped out so many times. Surgery on this one, like I don't think I'd want to put my subject my kids to that. If yeah. I if I had kids today that wanted to play contact football, I would probably sway them towards something a bit safer. Yeah, like I'd probably try to like get them into some kind of martial art. But then again. Like that's how, like you know, you can't really you can't win, man. You can't walk around in like a in bubble wrap mm-hmm. and live life at the same time, you yeah, know. My kids gonna play football, man. You if, play, if my for kids, sure, huh? kids want to play football, I should say. Yeah, yeah. One day when I have kids, if if they want to play football, I'm gonna give them every opportunity. I'm gonna coach them. Of and, course uh, you will, man. Hell yeah, that's yeah, hype, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to your time in uh, Acadia, bro. Yeah. T- tell me about Acadia a little bit. Tell me about like man. the town uh, out east. What's it like down there? So, man, going to Acadia, there's sometimes when I look back football-wise and like maybe if I went somewhere else, I wouldn't have got hurt, but there's no way of knowing. Maybe it would happen later on. But uh, in terms of where I went to school and the people and the experience, I got no regrets going to Acadia. So they, they were the pretty much the school that recruited me the hardest coming out of high school. And uh, so I ended up going on a visit, went there, and it's a really, really small town, as we were talking about earlier. And um, just being that small of a town, you're, you're always seeing people you know downtown or on campus, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like a big high school. A lot of people call it like Acadia High School, so it's kind of funny there, but uh, that's where the wine's from. Uh, I loved going there, though. The classes were small. Uh, the people were nice. And um, just a cool experience, man, like... I loved a lot of my profs and like the stuff they taught was uh, it was able to hit homework just because the classes were so small. And, uh, you know, living alone, going away for school, you have to learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's something I suggest anyone do. It doesn't have to be when you're going in for school. It could be like when you're an adult or uh, even when you're in high school, if you go abroad or whatever like that. Uh, it's a really good experience. And I suggest anyone and everyone should do it is to live on your own. Um, so I learned how to, I had to learn how to cook before going to university. I knew how to do my own laundry. So I had to learn how to do laundry. I had to learn how to prioritize my time. I had to learn how to do dishes, like anything that is pretty much adulting. I had to learn how to do on my own kind of at Acadia. So it was a really big growing up experience for me. And I, I really appreciate it for that. That's so powerful, man. Yeah. Like what you just said right now about having that independence mm-hmm. and, and, and growing as, yeah as a young man into you know someone who can take care of themselves yeah. and not rely on anybody mm-hmm. to do what sounds like just mundane day-to-day shit like bro yeah. how hard's laundry like it's yo dishes hard. it's not that it's, it's hard, hard bro it's that you had to experience doing it exactly. and managing your time effectively enough to be able to do that and do the things you want to do yeah. and study and yeah. this and that like yeah. it's it's a big balancing act yeah. and you know, for me personally, when I was uh, lucky enough to go on uh, international exchange, mm-hmm. that changed my life, man. And like, like you said, I would recommend that to everybody. Like me, I got to go to uh, Bergen, Norway, yeah, which was like, let me hear about it, man. Oh, man, it was a badass experience, bro. Like it was not at all what I expected, you know, um, obviously Scandinavia is is pretty similar to Canada in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's also like equally different in how you it, how you experience and look at things. Like for me, um, a big thing was I already had family in Norway in the capital city Oslo. Really? So yeah, I actually uh, I, I have a bunch of cousins there. So yeah, like shout out to brown people in Norway. <laughs> so it down. yeah, yeah, my uh, my dad's uh, late brother and his uh, his sister. Uh, or in Norway and my dad's okay. uh, younger sister or still older sister but the younger sister okay. of the siblings is here in Canada so okay. my dad came to Canada nice. and the other two went to Norway so it, it's kind of funny how, how yeah, that worked out because like I think of an alternate universe where I was raised in Norway with like a Imagine. sick Norwegian like accent and shit <laughs> no but I they go got there. cool accents out there they do man it's it's different it's very different it's like very recognizable now it's like very close to Swedish, right? Like okay. if you if you picture like a Swedish voice in your in yeah, your head, yeah. I'm not even gonna try to mimic yeah. it. Uh, 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's a Swedish you, Swedish kind of voice because mm-hmm. they're right next to each other. Okay. Uh, but but they would hate the comparison. They so know. so okay. yeah yeah. <laughs> but Norway was a trip, man. Like just being there for six months, um, I grew so much as a man. I made amazing lifelong connections. I made friends with people who I talk to to this day all the time and like people I wish I could talk to more. Yeah. yeah. I got to travel with these people. I got out of my comfort zone. I got to experience a lot of Europe. Like that's the best part about Europe. It's like getting on a bus to just oh, I'm going to Greece today. Ah, oh, you know what? Might do 3 weeks like in that, Italy. Huh? Might just go to London, Amsterdam. Like I got yeah. to like if you see my like shot glasses, I'm it, it's super like cheesy because I'm not a very good. My dad su- used to do that. I'm not a souvenir guy. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like the complete like trope. It's like the thing you do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. But fair. to me, it's like just a little token, a little memory. Uh, like I went to this country, probably had a drink or two yeah, there too, yeah. and you know. I, I I loved it, man. And, nice. you know, I could sit here and talk about it all day. But, like, my biggest takeaway, like, it wasn't even the school part. Like, the school, meh, yeah. whatever, you know. It was being completely surrounded by, like, other people from all around the world who are also doing the same thing, who are also just, like, yeah. let's be friends. From different backgrounds. Different backgrounds, yeah. like, German people, Swiss people, French, like... Uh, I made. So how did you guys communicate? Like, oh, we pretty talk much English. Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone could talk English. Some people had a lot thicker accents than mm. others. Some people like it was. It was kind of difficult, like getting yeah. over some language things. Like, uh, I had, I had some. I had a, Bra- a Brazilian friend. Uh, shout out to Rafael. Nice. Uh, you know, I made some American friends, some Nor- uh, Norwegian friends, and like, I could shout them out all day, but like yeah, yeah. we don't have six hours, yeah, you know. I, know I, I love these people, and like I'm really happy to have met them. And you know, they always have a couch to sleep on, and yes. like I feel like with a lot of them, it's the same way. And uh, but the problem is sometimes it's like you only have so much time. How how am I gonna link up with all these people that I want to? Like, well, I, I got this life here in Canada, exactly. you know. So, but the biggest thing you said to me was like being able to live on your own for the first time i got so much not even just time but like soul searching i was able to sit down and think like all right yo like i gotta cook meals for the week so i gotta do groceries so what do i gotta buy Mm -hmm. Uh, what do i how do i chop it up like all this like basic shit i was proud of like making a pasta plate with some like with some like meat yeah. You know, some proper cheese, like all kinds of shit. Like I, I look at that, like, dang, bro, yo, you did this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no one had to make this shit exactly. for you, and like, I, you enjoy it more. I, I love it, man. Like, I think everyone, like, I'm not shitting on people who like live with their parents up until like a crazy age. Like, there's nothing wrong with staying with your parents if that works for you, and mm-hmm. like, you, you know, financially, you come out on yeah, top. Definitely. And like, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it but to me i don't know like i love my parents to death that was never a question but you got to get out there and experience the world on your own and i feel my relationship with my parents has improved since i moved out here too like it's 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 tenfold like i I love it man sometimes you need your space exactly yeah Yeah. man you just learn a lot and like you have fun too like (laughs) You know, you're you're 18 or however old you are when you move out. You're going to have fun. You're going to have fun, but also you realize that, like, you got to pay the fucking bills. So there's only so much fucking fun you can have yeah. because, like... That's when you, you get a go, job at the student bar. Yeah. Shout out to the Axe. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's only so many times you're going to want to, I guess, text your parents, like, yo, save me. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much ramen I yeah. could eat. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I had to send a few of those texts even mm-hmm. when I was in Norway. Same. Like, yo, yeah. mom and dad. And I know they're probably listening too. Like, thank you for holding it down. You yeah. know, what I needed, <laughs> what I needed more beer money. <laughs> no, no, but, but it was for books. No, no, it was, yeah. uh, I needed school supplies. Yeah, school supplies. Studying yeah. very hard there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, All I needed needed was a 50 to pass bro that was the, that was the thing about exchange that was dope nice. it was like the school pressure like wasn't the same as it was here man yeah. obviously and actually i did better like i did better than not, I, you don't feel pressure i did better than i do here and also their school system like i was taking master's courses there mm-hmm. 
and like you said small classroom uh a lot of one-on-ones with the teachers yeah. a lot of activity based mm-hmm. learning uh i don't really fuck with activities usually i thought but these kinds of activities were actually like okay so let me rewind like this is sure. how they set up their their classes uh, the ones i took like the business at at uh at the school i went to the business school they're like uh your exam is worth 100% of your mark okay your final exam everything up until then it's just like almost like participation marks like it doesn't really matter okay. you you have like one project but you should do it so you, you should can, you should do it yeah. because if you don't like you're kind of fucked for the exam that would so be hard to it sounds fucked up right yeah. but it's so much less day to day pressure because i don't know for me it worked because i was like yo i can do my own thing at my own pace and it's not to say i'm going to completely slack off i still studied my ass off when i had to yeah exactly but whereas, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, it's not a direct comparison, but a lot of the classes here, and you're also often taking five of them, you're just like, yo, bro, I, all these quizzes, assignments, readings, this, that, a hundred different things, and you want me to live my life at the same time? Like, no. it, I can see why so many people like, crack or like can't deal with mm-hmm. the pressure or turn to things to deal with the pressure, yep. you know, or like, you know, use things as a crutch yeah. just to get through. Yeah. That's not healthy, you know. Yeah, I've seen people fail out. I've seen a lot of people start taking Adderall nonstop. Yep. yep. And uh, a lot of people, you know, become coffee addicts. Oh, yeah. I think I, I fall into that category <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah. But I'm happy I got through four years without, uh, I don't think I ever had a coffee. You never had a coffee never in your life. Yes, whenever I had path. to stay up, whenever I had to stay up for like an assignment, I take one of those little five-hour energies. Yeah, so you had caffeine. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't have caffeine. Yeah, I just facts. had coffee. All but, right. Uh, is it just you don't like the taste, or is it like a like a thing? Like I'm not having coffee. I feel like it gets addictive, or at least that's what I've heard from some people. That like. Well, I think the feeling of coffee, coffee is quite quite addictive because what it does is like. I don't actually know what it does scientifically, <laughs> but it makes you more anxious. Mm. So by being more anxious, a lot of the times I feel like you get more done, yeah. <laughs> which is not necessarily like a healthy thing all no, the time. No, it doesn't sound healthy. No, but like, and a lot of our lives and how we live them, getting things done is a priority. Yeah, it is. Depending really on is. your priorities. So, you know... I, like I'm just sounding like I'm defending coffee, but like <laughs> I'm just I'm just to each their own man. No, no, no. I'm just uh, I'm just saying like it's a it's a stimulant. It makes your heart beat faster. It's it legit like, but it's definitely bad for you. I need to cut back because I've noticed like on a day when I don't have one in the morning now, mm-hmm. I get like headaches. Yeah. I legit go through withdrawal <laughs> symptoms on like a mild level and it doesn't really go away unless i just have a coffee or like another thing cold shower if i take if i take a cold shower i don't need a coffee but i don't like taking cold showers no (laughs) unless uh, unless i'm in india and it's 50 degrees out and i have to take a cold shower and i want to take a cold shower i don't enjoy it i still do it from time to time because i do believe in like pushing your body to weird extremes from time to time uh, shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love but, Joe uh, Rogan, man. Yeah, man. His podcasts are a big inspiration for me, yeah. man, for sure. Um, have you seen? Uh, have you seen one of the latest ones he did about uh, Miss Pat? No, man. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, if you've never seen Joe Rogan, first of all, you should check him out. He's. Uh, I listen while I'm at work. It's like it's really good in the car too. Uh, you learn a lot. It's just all kinds of different people come on, like comedians and. Uh, neurosurgeons authors astrophysicists navy seals any kind of person you could think of there they've been on joe rogan yeah so he had a uh, a comedian named miss pat on i think it was last week or earlier this week and uh she's the funniest human i've ever heard in my life uh there's one story she told uh and she was kind of talking to joe and she said joe you ever heard about that uh that illiterate dick (laughs) and there's some things that you hear as a person and you're just like what? You don't even. It's absurd. Like, before they can, <laughs> before they can follow up and explain themselves, you're just like, like what? 
and that was one of those moments for me and joe rogan had the same reaction he was like dumbfounded uh. and then she's like or joe rogan's like like what like what on earth is that and he's dying of laughter and she she's like joe you never heard of that illiterate dick that's when like the the best sex i ever had was from a nigga that couldn't read i was like what because he had he had no job he wasn't shit so all he did was practice i was dying man like she's so funny she's from atl i gotta Uh, watch that man i gotta watch i heard i i think i saw a little snippet of that and and i was like okay save like i gotta watch this but that was one of those where i'm like i can't listen to this one you gotta watch i gotta watch it that's the thing that's why that's one of the reasons why i decided to have video yeah with my podcast because if someone one day is just listening to you and me have this conversation they're wondering like wonder what these guys look like i wonder what their little quirks their little yeah, mannerisms yeah. i wonder you do you do yeah. you do literally just wonder what someone looks like sometimes and sometimes i'll even be watching like a podcast and there's a guest and i'll like google like, yo same who's this person <laughs> like just get a little quick ah okay yeah now i'm gonna enjoy this more because i got like a mental image i'm very visual like that same, so same. you know that's why i i appreciate having video and as much as i hate going back and looking at myself or hearing myself oh, on hearing on this shit the worst. i mean i feel like i you got to do it if you're gonna do this you have to do it right that's yeah. a i'm a big believer in that right yeah i like podcasts a lot man like a lot of the books I started reading and other podcasts I started watching all started kind of from Joe Rogan. Like he convinced Miss Pat to start her own podcast and she did. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening to that now. And like, it's just as funny. It's just her every episode with a couple of her family members and friends. And, uh, it's, it's really funny. Like if you, it's called the pat down. So if you have Apple podcasts, shout Spotify, out to the pat down, the pat down, man. With That's Ms. a pat. great name too. Yeah. If you, uh, if you can, you should watch that. Like she's hilarious. If you want to hear a funny black woman rant and uh, talk about stuff and mispronounce words in a really funny way, that's the place to be. Man, I gotta, I gotta check out her comedy and yeah. all that, man. She I seems... haven't seen her comedy though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's. I'm good. assuming she does comedy, right? Oh, she, yeah, she's oh, yeah, comedian. she's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. She's a yeah, comedian, yeah. but I, I haven't seen it. And but I'm seeing like her talk and interact with people. She's no funny. She's, she's just funny. naturally, yeah. Whatever she says, her delivery is yeah. just on point, oh and she's been through it. Yes. It's not like she's bullshitting. No, she knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, yeah. She's that, 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 that authenticity is something you can't fake. It's literally like, I think that's the future of like radio, podcasting, mm-hmm. TV. People just want like real shit. Like yeah. obviously not like fiction TV, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, like real shit. Like people want to actually have real conversations. People crave it because like we're like, so connected but we don't have like connections it's the so same dis- way it's so connected that it's disconnected exactly I mean? like, it's like almost like you're you're always connected so much that you don't get to do this as much yeah this yeah. long form conversation it's rare it's like, man it doesn't happen it's rare like you and me have never had a conversation no, like this not like this that's crazy man that's crazy to think like that like even like good friends of mine how often do you go even hang out go to dinner go to this and that and it's a wi-fi party everyone's on their phones everyone's on ig yo look at this baddie yo look (laughs) at this that blah 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 like anything but just talking like real talking obviously it still happens but you know what i'm saying it's less it's Mm -hmm. not as commonplace as before we had all the phones and we're always looking at a screen always connected to something always something needing our immediate attention like that's one thing like i'm really trying to work on right now it's like i mean i shouldn't even like really do this but i'm straight up like when i'm driving changing music on my phone Mm -hmm. this that like you know it's a it's a i'm guilty like uh, for doing it i should not be but it's just like natural, like responding to a quick text. Like, this is horrible, man. I know I shouldn't be doing this shit, but ah, whatever. Like, well, I'm at a red light. Or this, like, you, yeah. you make these like little like excuses for yourself and justifications. Yeah. But it's like, yo, did I need to send that off? Do I need to no. see ne- this DM, see this, this blah, 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 blah. Like, so that's the thing, like. I don't know how I got there <laughs> from, from, from talking about <laughs> podcasting, but it's just a it's just an interesting medium because like think of you're talking about joe rogan 
think of how many podcasts he alone is responsible for from his own inner circle. I listen to the Bill Burr podcast, Joey Diaz podcast. Joey Diaz is hilarious. Joey Diaz, dude. Uncle Cook, straight up funniest motherfucker. Yeah. That's another one of those dudes who's authentic. He's John just being. Too. Uh, yo, that one, don't spoil anything for me. You haven't I, seen it? No, oh, I, I really need to watch that one. I'm, JD. I'm a, he's just, he's authentically <laughs> one of the most funny people there is. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I, I love that, man. And, this kind of format brings that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm appreciative of it, and like, same, bro. I think uh, that's why it's important that people do this. I want everyone to start a podcast. You yeah. mentioned you wanted to start a I podcast. Mean, I thought about it. Yeah. I better be a fucking guest one day, bro. bro if, I, if I had a podcast, <laughs> you'd be my first guest. Uh, cheers to that, cheers, man. man. Yeah, man. If you were to start a podcast today, what would it be about? Anything and everything. Anything and everything, huh? I wouldn't want to limit it to, to like one specific thing. So here's what all the all talking. the experts are telling me right now, is like, and experts being like people I'm reading about online, uh, some people I'm talking to, people who've actually been doing this. They're all telling me, you gotta focus. You gotta have like a niche you gotta have a like a targeted market and i'm kind of struggling with that a bit because to me it's just that i just want to talk about anything and everything with everyone just bring it all on i want to like i don't know your picture why don't you paint it for me i want to hear it i want to know what you do what are you passionate about what fires you up like let's just talk you know but the thing is like let's just talk is not i don't know i guess it's not like something that uh I think it's something that a lot of people do, so you kind of might get just lost in the noise, and people might not get the value from it that mm-hmm. they want. Because let's say someone really liked a podcast I had with my buddy uh, Hayden about marketing last week, and they fucking hate football. They're not really going to want to watch this one, which is fine with me. I don't need them to watch it. You okay. know what I'm yeah, saying? It yeah, doesn't yeah. it doesn't really bother me that they don't, but I do want them to keep paying attention because then maybe they'll find another marketing yeah. guy later. Yeah. You know, cuz I want to talk to everyone. Yeah, like I, know what you mean. I don't want to limit it, but I have been thinking a bit about like some of the things that are important to me personally and things that I would want people to get out of this is pretty much just like embracing your vulnerability and like hacking into like your insecurities a bit and kind of just like because as men we're always told like yo you gotta be a tough guy like what are you showing these emotions are you a pussy bro like nah man like i think it it actually takes like a stronger person to uh, actually uh, embrace your emotions and actually talk about things um uh, and also i'm a big fan of like self-improvement and like personal development and growth i i'm never satisfied and that might be a bad thing but i always want to be doing better i always know i could be doing better and i think a lot of people could could do better too yeah and could be could gain some something from that and that's not to say we all gotta be walking around perfect like i'm not i'm the furthest thing but every day i try to take some kind of lesson or something from somebody or some event yeah and try to like turn that into a positive catalyst for my own life and it might even open some kind of opportunity one day down the line where like i will accelerate my own happiness and my own you know fulfillment yeah bro and one of the big things like going back on something you said is you you mentioned kind of talking to people and and growing and getting better and happier and one thing that i I kind of noticed a little while ago and I don't think it's talked about enough is that what a lot of people will kind of um, think about is when you're talking with someone and you disagree with them that you shouldn't talk to that person anymore that there's no value to be had from the conversation but I think really that's the conversation that that yield the most value when you disagree with someone the conversation shouldn't be oh you're stupid I think this I'm right you're wrong the conversation should be more like okay I think this you think that why do you think that? What yeah. makes you think that? Yeah. And then when they explain themselves and it's not a hostile kind of conversation and they can, you know, kind of lay back, lay out the facts that as they know it in their mind, 
then from that point, you can refute the points that you know for sure to be true in the same way, yeah. not in an argumentative kind of way, but in a in a relaxed kind of civil kind of way. And from that point, you just kind of get, you get the clear picture of what someone really thinks. A lot of times what happens is someone will tell you an opinion that differs from yours and you'll kind of get defensive, defensive and heated. And then when someone's defensive and heated, you're never going to get their best argument. Nope. Never. They're going to be emotional. They're not going to be able to think properly. But if you have it in a civil kind of way and you're like, why do you think that? Like, I want, I want to know what makes you think what you think. You're going to get a picture. Maybe you'll even agree with them after, or maybe you'll just get a respect for them and you'll be like, okay, he thinks you that. Understand, I think that is you yeah. understand now where they're coming from and you're better off for it. Exactly. You don't have to agree with anything you, that they you said. You gain perspective. You gain perspective. Because you know where the person opposite you is coming from. Facts, man. And that's how you gain wiseness and, and intelligence and more perspective, as we we're saying. I was yeah. uh, I was talking to somebody I know who is an American and uh, I you know I had met them and you know without getting into too much detail we were just talking and you know pretty under the influence yeah but uh, we we were just talking and getting loose and like you know what we got we obviously got into the topic of politics mm -hmm. I don't know how it ended up there but you know it happens it always does and so you know it's like I voted for Donald Trump I'm like. <laughs> But you know, like my first instinct in my in my head is like, oh really? Like damn! Like I get to like meet a Donald Trump, Trump supporter. like supporter yeah. like in the flesh. Like I want to know what it's about. Like, and yo, I approached it in a way out of pure curiosity, man. I That's picked this guy's about. brain for like an hour and a half, two hours. Like we were just talking. Like I just want to hear, man, yeah. all the arguments and like. Dude, I gained so much perspective from that conversation and I I vowed to never judge someone's political opinion uh again without asking them about it pretty much, right? Uh, not not even just asking them about it. Just like I don't need to judge wherever you're coming from. I want to just know what what it is, where you are coming from, and I still might not agree with it and you know, there are some points that are very strong and yeah, that's fine, but like it's okay, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. We can. We're we're still boys. Like we're still. We could still. There's no yeah. animosity. There's no like. Yeah. Uh, now fuck this guy. Yeah. You know. Never, never like that. It's like I gained a lot of perspective, and I now know. Like I feel like I'm better for it because now I know how a certain group of people think. Exactly. It's yeah. dope. It's big, man. That, and you don't have to agree with everyone, man. Those are the weirdest people. Exactly. Who are just like, yeah, yeah. You ever met someone just to say yeah to yeah, everything, bro. and you're just like, bro, have a backbone. Exactly. Have a fucking opinion. Say and something you, you that see, has you substance. When you say something, but you messed up, and they agree with you before you correct yourself. You're yeah, like, and you're just like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then uh, they correct themselves with you, and you're like, oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. No, no, I was I just fucking around too, bro. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right bro it's not that deep <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep man that's crazy uh before i let you go man we've already crossed an hour by the way Jesus. isn't that nuts are you serious yeah man we're, wow. we're, <laughs> uh before i let you go i wanted to um i wanted to ask you one more question about how i mean you know you're one of the dudes i know who who has a nine to five job mm -hmm. and you know enjoys it i love it yeah you love it uh, you're one of the people I know who is coaching, is involved in multiple sports, involved in the community, mm -hmm. uh, involved in recreational sports. You know, you play, you make time for your girlfriend, you make time for your family. You're like, how do you stay balanced, center it all? How do you manage your time? What keeps you, what keeps you, you? Got to have a good schedule. Uh, I use my, my phone and uh, just kind of everything I got to do, I usually try and put in there. That kind of keeps you on top of things. And then just having the right people around you, right? If you have the right people around you, uh, everything else kind of falls into place. And my family's great for that. They always kind of hold me down. My girlfriend, same thing. My friends, same thing. So once you have a good support system around you, that's really where, to me, it all falls into place. And yeah. It's a support it system easier, and yeah. the schedule. Yeah, man. That's amazing, bro. All right, man. Before I let you go, there's something I started doing. is a little lightning round. Okay. Before we end off today. Nice, nice. Uh, The questions are not sophisticated by any means. That's okay. I'm actually really bad at doing this. That's okay. Uh, But I thought it's a better way to end the podcast. Do I got to answer fast? Uh, it's called the lightning round? 
You know, it's called the lightning round, but just answer. Okay. But don't answer fully. Just give okay. me the answer. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but I'll one product or service you feel super guilty splurging on. Kicks. A, a type of product or service. Kicks. Yo, I love kicks. I knew that answer before you even said it. Um, one product or service you feel absolutely no shame spending money on. Dolphins gear. Dolphins I gear. Love my, I love my Miami Dolphins, man. <laughs> I'm about to cop two more jerseys uh, maybe in my next next pay or the pay after that. I love, I love the Dolphins. Uh, all right. Favorite late night eats in Ottawa? Late night eats. How late is late? I mean, like, let's say past 11. Past 11. Favorite late night eats. Man, that's a tough one. Oh, we've had someone say McDonald's, so don't worry about nah, it. Nah, nah, nah. Just it's tell better, me quickly. Better. What's the dankest food you've had out some night, Ottawa? Man, that's tough. That's tough. Shit, I don't even know. All right, I'll come back to it. Yeah, come back to Someone it. Someone offers you tickets to a Miami Dolphins Super Bowl. So you already know this is a hypothetical. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but, but you only get the tickets... Um, if you could never attend an NFL game again in your life. After that? Yeah. How old am I? Like today? This year. No. This year. No. Do you take the tickets or not? No. No? No. All right. No. Uh, let's just finish with the, the what food you want to eat. If you don't have an answer, what what's your dankest restaurant? I like uh, Moxie's Calamari. All right, Moxie's they put, Calamari, they put the man. There's in there too. They hold it down, man. Those, those Moxie's Calamari. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate, appreciate it, bro. it, bro. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. I got you, bro. I really enjoyed that conversation with Brandon, and I hope you did too. I hope you got some kind of value from it. And if you did, hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you really want to see more of this kind of thing, consider supporting me via my Patreon page. Thank you. <laughs>